buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode of Sales Hustle. I've got a special guest for you today. I'm going to be talking with Mario Martinez Jr., the CEO and founder of Vingresso. He is an evangelist of modern sales, keynote speaker and host of the Modern Selling Podcast. Mario, thanks for coming on Sales Hustle. Colin, I'm happy to be here with you, my man. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to dive in. So just tell us the short version of how you got so how you got into sales and how you became so passionate about sales. And then let's dive into some of the modern selling tactics that all the sales hustlers can go back and start to implement after they listen to this episode. Ha, how I got into sales actually was by accident. True story. Uh, I was uh, going I got accepted to UC Berkeley, Cal. Um, and uh, which is a, uh, for those of you that are international listening to the podcast, it's a very well-known, you know, school here in the, in the, in, in the domestic U S and, um, I was working at a retail camera center called Ritz camera, uh, centers mm-hmm. for those of us that are old enough to remember that, uh, that was 35 millimeter, 35 millimeter film that we had to go and process and get our pictures to uh, process with. And I was a photo finisher. And when I got accepted to UC Berkeley, Cal, I applied for an inter-district transfer. Well, the, the district manager came in and he said he wasn't going to approve the transfer. And I was like, wait, what? I need this job. Like, I needed to pay for my school. Uh, and so he said, well, um, I won't approve it um, as a photo finisher, but I will approve it as a salesperson. And I was like, what? Sales? What are you talking about? <laughs> and what I didn't know was that apparently I was leading the region for almost a whole year in the top three as a salesperson for the region in terms of products sold. But I was a part-time photo finisher, meaning I was the guy beyond the big giant machine that was the you know nine-foot-long machine that you know is pressing the red, magenta, you know, the cyan colors to make your pictures look great. So I was that guy. And and so he wanted to understand, like, what is it that I was doing in that in, in the process to be able to sell so much equipment and volume? And uh, that that's a story in and of itself, which I could go into or, you know, we could say for another time. But uh, nonetheless, I got transferred over as a salesperson and uh, in retail. And then from there, I went into business and the rest is history. So a gentleman by the name of Hunter Anderson, I have no idea if he's still alive. Uh, that was uh, 20 plus uh, 20, 23 years ago, 24 years ago. 
Um, and uh, I don't know if he's alive around, but that's who started my career, Hunter Anderson. And he had this crazy, ugly-looking toupee uh, that you could see the bobby pins connecting it to his head. Uh, <laughs> and it just didn't look right, but the guy started me out in sales. Wow. Anything that you learned from Hunter that still sticks with you today, Mario? Absolutely. So if you think, uh, look at one of my most um, well-known quotes, which was published in the uh, movie called The Story of Sales, um, which Salesforce produced. So they, they selected 20 uh, sales thought leaders from around the globe, and they asked us to be part of a, a movie that they created about sales called The Story of Sales. And uh, my, my major line inside that movie is, sales is the art of helping. Mm. And that actually came from my conversation with Hunter Anderson from over 24 years ago when, when as he was asking me, what are you doing? And I said, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I'm just talking to customers. And so he made me do a simulation, like, tell me exactly what you do. And it, it, what I was doing was, and now I'll get into the story since you asked, asked for it. But what I was doing is when we would print the pictures, the, uh, you know, the four by six pictures, we would print them, and our job was to look at them as photo finishers, do the printing, and then reprint anything that needed to be reprinted based upon the negatives. Um, before we cut the negatives in little small, like you know, four by four, you know, the two inch squares you know, that they, they used to come on. Um, and so what I would do is, is for pictures that were um, usually like the bad pictures, and oftentimes families came in and they had you know, uh, kids running, uh, jumping into the pool, you know, uh, uh, track meets, those types of pictures where they were all blurry. I would take those pictures and I would put all the bad pictures in the front so that when, you know, John Doe came in, I would show John Doe, I'd like you know, open up the box, say, hey, are these your pictures? And he'd say, yeah, oh, man, those pictures didn't come out right. And he would grab them immediately and start looking at them. And I said, yeah, unfortunately, they, they didn't come out right. He's like, dang it. I was hoping that I'd be able to. And I was like, well, what kind of camera do you have? And then he would tell me the kind of camera, and I'm saying, like, "Well, are you going to be taking pictures like this a lot?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course. My, you know, my boy is this, my girl is that, um, or my son is this, my daughter's that." And I'd say, "Well, I think the camera you have is not not the right camera to be taking these types of pictures, unless it has these types of settings." And I'd pull out a camera and I'd show, you know, what the type of settings it'd have, and. And then they would say, well, no, I, I, don't, I don't think. I just have a simple little point and shoot. And I would say, well, all right, well, if you want to take these types of pictures, you're going to need a better camera. And they said, well, what do you think is the best one? And I'm like, well, um, you know, this one is one of them that you could use, but let me show you some other options. So I would show them the options, and they say, so if I get this, I can be able to take the fast pictures. Yeah, you just change it to this mode. You set this aperture. Boom, boom, boom. And so they say, okay, great. Well, well I'll take it. And I would say, okay, great. And so I would just sell them the, the, the camera. And then I would always ask them, you know, hey, do you want the warranty? Uh, and I had the most number of warranty sales done. And they would say, um, well, what does that include? And I said, well, it's actually a pretty good warranty. Now, I'm just a photo finisher, but I know I take in a lot of the cam broken cameras. And anything that happened, you just got to bring us the parts and pieces. If it breaks, shatters, get, drops in water, whatever, and we'll replace the whole darn thing. And they'd say, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm like, look. You're spending $500 on a camera. You might as well spend the $45 for the insurance policy to make sure if you, you know, drop and break it. I'm like, you got kids, obviously, right? They'd be like, yeah, that's a good point. All right, I'll take the, I'll take the warranty. So I'd sell them the warranty with the, with the camera. And then I'm like, oh, you probably need a bag, especially if you're going, you know, out and about. And you want to be have some extra film. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. So I'd grab a couple boxes of film and I'd grab the bag. And then I would just hand it off to them and I'd ring it all up. And a few hundred dollars later, you know, I'd have a sale. 
Now, I wasn't. It, it sounds like one of those never-ending uh, upsell sales funnels. <laughs> well, the, the funny part is, is I was a photo finisher, so I was the non-sales guy, right? right that right. was helping the customer. And so Hunter heard this whole story, so he says, "So basically, what you're telling me is, is you were just simply helping helping the customer." And I said, "Yeah, I guess now that you say that, yeah, I was just helping." And so he goes, okay, got it. So to this very day, my big tagline is when people says, what is sales? Sales is the art of helping. That's it. It's as simple as that. If you want to be amazing and great at sales, you've got to put the customer first and think about the customer pain and business problem that you're trying to solve. And it, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, no matter what methodology, no matter what process you're using, sales is the art of helping. That's it. You're looking for a problem. You help solve a business problem in a way that makes an impact to them personally. And that's exactly what I learned from Hunter Anderson 25 years ago. Wow. Wow. And it, it's stuff like that. That's obviously still relevant. That's never going to change. Um, and, and I love that so much for so many different reasons. You know, when I started in sales, uh, geez, almost, I'd say a little over 10 years ago now, you know, I, I learned some good things and I learned some bad things. And a lot of those bad things are things that are still taught today. Right. And it wasn't about helping. It was about getting the biggest, fattest commission and, you know, tr having all the tricks up your sleeve of, 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 you know, different closes and offers and changing the subject and building rapport. And if you don't get the close, get a commitment and all of that stuff. And when I changed to more of a helping mindset, and this is, you know, in my LinkedIn bio, and I went from always be closing to always be helping, sales changed for me. It was no longer difficult. It was no longer, you know, a struggle to just jam things down the pipeline. And when you really are, you know, serving and helping, sales becomes so much easier in so many different ways, so much more fulfilling. And there's no limit. 100% correct. Uh, and uh, you, so you subscribe to the ABH model. Yeah. Always be helping. Uh, and that's really what sales is all about. And, and if you want to make the big commission checks, if you want to make the big dollars, then you've got to be looking for what is the pain that someone has that your product or service could help. And that's where I think a lot of sellers today, especially in a digital selling era, that we live in, uh, most sellers are looking for a sale. What you're looking for is how you can solve a problem. And that's the difference between a salesperson and a modern, sell a modern salesperson is yep. the modern salesperson is going to understand the pain or the problem that your product, service, or solution can solve. And you go and look for prospects that have that particular pain or problem. And I think one of the biggest challenges, Colin, that I would argue is that if I were to line up a hundred salespeople, a hundred salespeople in a room and said in one sentence, what business problem do you solve? 98% of those individuals, two out of a hundred would be able to say in one sentence what the business problem is that they solve. For example, if you look at so, Vingresso, what yeah, business yeah. problem does, if you ask me that question, what business problem do you solve? I would say we help sales leaders and teams create more sales conversations and build sales pipeline through digital selling training, digital sales training. Mm -hmm. All right. 
The, bit, the, the, the buyer that we, 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 we work with, sales leaders, sales teams. What business problem do we solve? Creating more sales conversations and building sales pipeline. And how do we do it? Through digital sales training, right? So it's a very clear sentence of what you're looking for. And when I get on a prospecting call with a buyer, CXO down to you know whoever it might be, individual contributor, my first question to them is, is do you have enough sales meetings taking place today? And if the answer is, is well, yeah, I've got uh, hordes of sales meetings because our demand generation is so amazing. Uh, the leads are just coming through. I got no problems working with that. Um, and I've got enough leads to last me a lifetime. Then as soon as you say that, I know instantly you are not a prospect for me. And I'd say, thank you so much. I don't want to waste your time. We're not going to have any more conversation, right? Yeah, that's, that takes discipline, right? Because there's a lot of salespeople, I won't even call them sales professionals, that have a hard time walking away if somebody has even been willing to take the call, hop on the phone, get on the discovery, let them speak, let them pitch, whatever their sales process looks like, to be able to say, okay, this is not a good prospect for me. I cannot help them. Or maybe I can kind of help them or I can force it, make it look like I can help them. And what ends up happening is they end up spinning their wheels on a bunch of deals in the pipeline that should have never made it there in the first place. Because they couldn't solve a valid business problem, right? That's what you're looking at, that, that, that valid business problem. And if you don't have the valid business problem, then you can't do ABH. You can't help, right? And the valid business problem is specific and pertinent to the individuals uh, or to the company that you represent, the product or service that you sell. Um, and so a great example is yesterday we were on the phone with the CRO and the CRO said, um, look, I do I have enough sales conversations? We're doing a pretty good job. I'm pretty content with that. Can we, do we need more? Yeah. All right. Do we have a problem? Eh, that's a meh, right? What about sales pipeline? That's the next thing that we solve. More sales conversations equals more sales pipeline. So she says, well, yeah, we definitely could always improve there. But now you have to peel the onion back one more layer. And is it because you're not having enough sales conversations or is it because you don't know how to close, um, from, take them from open to close, right? And that's, that's, a, that's a sales training that we don't do at Vingresso um, is we don't handle the hello to close. That's not us. There's 200 other sales training companies that are really, really great at that that we don't compete with and we don't want to compete there. So now you have to peel that onion back one more layer. And at the end of the day, you know, the CRO says, look, I'll be totally transparent. Um, do we need more sales conversations? Who doesn't? Yes, absolutely. Is our pipeline big enough? Yeah, who doesn't? But I'm not a believer that I need to invest in my mm -hmm. salespeople right now to help them grow because we have enough over here that's going to help them, you know, accomplish the goal. And to me, as soon as you say that, you're a closed-minded leader. You'll be obsolete. You're already the 45 and older category, which is me. That means you are not attuned to what needs to be done to be able to adapt to today's modern buyer. Right. right. And at that point, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Thank you so much. Great conversation. Look, we'll keep in touch. We'll be connected on LinkedIn. Love to be able to work with you in the future. But if you've got that mindset, which is the other, the other thing, is, is I'm not open to change then you're not the person I'm going to sell to. And if you're the person that's going to block the deal or the sign the deal, it doesn't make sense. And so what... And, what and, 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 a, and a big part of that is uncovering the impact of the problem that you solve, right? So for, for them, they say, yeah, maybe there's a problem, but 
you know, the impact isn't great enough or she doesn't feel that it's great enough for them to be willing to change or do something different or have an open mind. Absolutely correct. And the, the, and the, and the worst part is, is when you present data uh, that showcases. So obviously we, we teach digital selling skills, which is, you know, teaching sellers how to leverage LinkedIn better. So when we showed them, here's what your sellers are doing and here's what the competition is doing. And it was like, she's the, 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 the CRO said, as soon as you started going down the path of what the competition was doing, I already knew where you were going to go down. And that was that ours totally sucked and ours didn't look good. But you know, it's not really something that, you know, I'm, I'm focused on. And it's like, all right, well, you got a sales leader who quite frankly, doesn't understand today's modern buyer. And frankly, in 90 days will be obsolete. Goodbye. Like you'll be, you'll be out of a job because you have not pivoted and adopted to the era that we live in, which by the way, even when we find a cure to COVID, presuming that it gets out and it becomes herd, herd immunity and pervasive throughout the whole world, even when that happens, which is probably about a year off, most sales organizations will have been flipped upside down and we will have at least, in my prediction, at least 60% of all sellers be remote sellers. At least 60% of all sellers. It is a trend that will continue to grow. Companies realize to this very day that I can accomplish the same or better by having my folks work from home, be totally remote, and still hit the number and exceed it. So I think yeah, yeah. that um, many, le many leaders that are my age and older, the 45 and older, we're in for a rude awakening if we haven't figured out that the modern buyer demands a modern seller. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. Um, people that are, you know, there's the, what COVID did is just accelerated some things, pushed some people that were not willing to change to, you know, be forced them to make some changes or the ones that aren't making the changes, like you said, are going to be left in the dust. hundred percent. Right? So let's talk about that a little bit. What does a modern seller look like? What is, what are modern buyers demand from, from a modern seller uh, to see success? Great question. Look, never before in the history of buying and selling has these four things ever taken place. Never before. First time ever where 100% of the buying, uh, of the modern buyer, their, their, um, what they do matches exactly what a modern seller does. What do I mean by that? All right. Today's modern buyer is digitally connected socially engaged, mobile attached, and video hungry. Mm. Guess what? That's all they're doing. We're not doing face-to-faces and shaking hands and going dinners and, and whatever other events and those types of things. That's not yeah, happening. Yeah. We're digitally, they're digitally connected, socially engaged, mobile attached, video hungry. And today's modern seller, guess what? Is digitally connected, socially engaged, mobile attached, and a video producer. Right. So those four attributes never before in modern selling history have those four characteristics been completely overlaid and aligned 100 percent. And in today's covid era that we live in and in the future, those buying attributes and selling motions will continue to be completely overlaid. So if we think about that and we understand that that today's modern buyers digitally connected, socially engaged, mobile attached, and video hungry. Therefore, then, we as modern sellers need to be digitally connected, socially engaged, mobile attached, 
what I mean by mobile attached, we understand the impact of that message that we are sending to a buyer and what it looks like on their mobile device. Yeah. And we are video producers, which is one of the biggest areas of growth opportunities today for a modern seller is to learn how to leverage video to be able to engage with today's modern buyer. Not only synchronous communication, meaning I'm in a virtual meeting like a Zoom meeting, right? Not, not just that, but asynchronous communication. I'm going to engage with you, message you, send you a follow-up, do a product demo, answer a question, do a proposal review through asynchronous video communication, which is a, a, a one-way push of data and information. So you're talking about using video throughout the whole process. From open to close, uh, or from from pre hello, right? That's which is where we fit in. We're we're all about the getting more hellos, and as soon as you get hello, all the way through the closing process. Great example of that is when we're on prospecting calls. Our sellers uh, at the end of every meeting, generally we have action items. We're going to send you, you know, blog X, uh, webinar Y, product material this, right? We're going to send you some certain things. Well, that could be sent as a form of an email. Dear John or dear Mary, you know, here are the items that we talked about, link, 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 right? Or I can engage with you through a video and let you see my face. Yeah. Why? Because the neuroscience of a simulation between facial expressions, modulation, um, uh, your even uh, your physiological changes, if you're sweating and those types of things, like all contribute to building trust or not mm. building trust and all of these things when you have an audible excuse me a, a visual and an audible connection with a smile right that people can actually see posture all those things those are all the individual components that helped to start to build on a trusted relationship and given the fact that we cannot shake hands you can't, you know, oftentimes people say like, hey, man, if I, if I meet the person, I can definitely tell you in 10 seconds or, you know, one minute whether or not I can trust the person. Well, that's gone. So how do you do yeah. that? And it's got to be through video. Um, and that's the only way to do that in this era, which we will continue to have virtual selling, remote selling. It will never change. It will not go away and it will not go back to the way it was pre-March 2020. Now, why is it that you think sellers are resistant to start using videos? Well, there's a lot of problems with that. First off, it's not the sellers, it's the leaders. Mm. The issue is, is people like me are 45 and older. We've been in sales for 20 plus years that are in that VP position and above. Guess what we never did, Colin? Never used video. We never used video. So I don't even know how as a leader... I do because we actually have a selling with video sales training course. But 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 as a as a sales leader, I don't even know when I look at your video if it's actually good. I don't know how to coach you. I don't know how to tell you. It's I just tell you what it is that I think, mm -hmm. and what it is that I think may or may not be what is what a buyer thinks and how a buyer engages. I don't even know how to tell you the messaging that you should include inside there. And as a sales leader. Most of us don't even know how many seconds. It, uh, let me ask you this question, Colin. How many seconds or minutes do you have to capture a buyer's attention on a video? I would say 10 seconds. Oh, you're pretty darn good. 7 to 15 seconds is what you've got. The 7 to 15 seconds is right there is what a buyer says, am I going to continue watching or not?
And what are some tricks to catch their attention in that window in order to get them to watch your video all the way through? Great question. So before I answer that question, let me continue on with a couple things you need to think about as well when you're producing video content is there is a about a a 40% drop off when you go beyond one minute. So your target is about one minute long messaging provided that it's a prospecting message. If it's a follow-up, a proposal review, little different scenario, but if it's a prospecting message, so keep it under one minute is really your goal, right? Uh, What we train our sellers on who go through our selling, the Vingresso Selling with Video Sales Training Program, it's an eight-week-long boot camp um, that we take sellers through. And one of the first things that we, we do is find the right tool. Find the right tool. That's most important. Um, now, the tool can make all the world of the difference. So before I answer your question on what are some of the things you do to be able to uh, yeah. capture someone's attention, a couple of things you want to be thinking about if you're a sales leader listening into this. There are six major providers that are out there for sales tools, uh, vi- uh, video sales acceleration. We've got two favorites, and I'll tell you why. Sure. Uh, first off, you've got um, uh, OneMob. O-N-E-M-O-B, and Hippo Video. Those are our two favorites. Why are they our favorites? I've seen seen Hippo Video. Hippo Hippo Video has got some pretty standout stuff. Yeah. Now, if you're a HubSpot shop, Hippo Video, hands down, is 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 your product of choice. If you're a Salesforce shop, both of them have strong integration into Salesforce. Um, and uh, in full disclosure, I am uh, on the board of OneMob. So I have, uh, I like them both. I like both products. I've got a slightly strong affinity to OneMob because I'm on the board. Okay, all right. So that having been said, um, both of them are mentioned. Now, what, what makes these two different than the other four that I mentioned? Well, the other four haven't figured it out. What do I mean by that? So Modern marketers know their top five marketing tactics uh, today that they're using includes the use of video. Why? Because buyers are willing, 90% of buyers will report that they will watch at least one video per week um, uh, that is a business-related video, right? So we know that these are the top marketing tactics. The second largest search engine in the world is YouTube. Okay, so established, Cisco identifies that uh, by by next year, 2021, 81%, 81% 81%, 81% of the world's internet traffic will be as a result of consuming video, streaming mm-hmm. video. There we go. All right. It's established. We like video. Now we think about why do marketers like, um, uh, uh, or sorry, what, are, what are some of the principles that marketers apply when, when marketing to individuals? First off, you bring them to a page, you keep them on the page. Rule of marketing 101, bring them to a page, keep them on a page. The reason why these other video platforms are not video for sales platforms is because all it does is record a video and you send somebody out to a landing page which has the video. Well, what about the content? And this is where OneMob and Hippo Video do an extremely good job at. To my personal philosophy, if I'm going to bring you to a landing page that has the video on there, I'm going to do the following. Hey, Colin, directly below, there are three thumbnails. That first thumbnail you see is titled whatever it might be. That is because I have a landing page that has all the content on one one spot. If I don't have that, here's what I end up doing. Hey, Colin, thanks for watching my video. Now, on the email that you just came from, there are three attachments. I want you to go back and find the first PDF file that I sent over to you. 
Yeah. Now you lost your buyer. So, now I got to so, between so, here and here. So, so that's the first thing that we need to establish is the tool. And then going, I, I'm happy to answer your question on. Yeah. Okay. So is the, is, and is the importance of the tool having a clear call to action from after completion of the buyer watching the video? Is that, is that what you're, is that your point? Uh, well, potentially your, your call to action might be book a meeting, might be read the content. It might be, I'll follow up with you. Might hit, might be the reply button and let me know the answer to the question. It might be any of those things. And so, yes, every message you send to a buyer should leverage what we call the PVC, PVC sales method. In fact, if you go to pvcsalesmethod.com, PVC sales method, I'm talking about piping, like PVC piping, right? Yep. Uh, and the C stands for have a call to action. Have a call to action. Now, what that call to action might be, it might be a simple question to create engagement. That's all. I'm asking you a question. And I might say, you know, Colin, uh, let me know the answer to how many sellers do you have in your sales organization? Directly below is a reply button. Click the reply button to send me the number and I'll be able to get more details for you. Right. That might be a simple call to action or it might be directly to my left. You'll see a little calendar um, uh, uh, frame. Go ahead and book a meeting there. That might be the call to action on, on a video. But now back to full, full circle is once you understand the tool that you, you to pick the right tool is have one that allows you to do customized landing pages with customized content. Now you can keep your buyer all in one platform or one on one page, excuse me. And now the next question is, is now you go into video production. Video production, yep. we have a saying in our training, it's one and done. Look, when we're in a sales meeting, Colin, and you open your mouth to a buyer or to a prospect, <laughs> as soon as you those words exit out of your mouth, do you get to take it back? Yes or no? No. Sorry, Mr. Prospect. Can we start over? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no <laughs> do-overs. we have another take maybe. at that? There's no do-overs. So, no. so the reality with video as well, the, the good news is you do get to get to some do-overs. Uh, and um, with that in mind, we, we really teach the one and done. Say what it is you're going to say. Just be natural. Leave the video message. But now there are some techniques to be able to bring that person in. And one of the things I love about Hippo and OneMob is it allows you to be able to uh, create what's called Giphy images. And those mm -hmm. Giphy images allow you've seen those things before in videos where someone's holding up a whiteboard. And, you know, it says, hey, John, on there and something like that, right? Um, so it allows you to be able to have that movement inside there. Um, it allows you to be able to have uh, things playing on the background, like as if you're Vanna White, right? So you could have things playing on the background. And then also what we teach, one of the, one of the things I'll leave you with as for the listeners who are listening in, what we teach is the biggest mistake that sellers make mm. is putting the play button right over their face because they're centered in the frame. And when that video yeah. is produced, uh, a, a, a play button is sitting right on top of their face, right like this. And what happens? I can't see their eyes. I can't see their mouth. I can't see any of this. And of course, if you're watching the it's video- It's not very inviting for the buyer to want to watch the video. Exactly. Because what, what, what is one of the first things that a human looks at to begin instant trust building process? Do you know what it is? It's right on the face. Take yeah. a guess. Is it you with your mouth open? You know, or is it you smiling? Waving? There you go. It's the smile, yeah. right? It's the smile. 
This is the first step in the trust building process through a remote selling environment or virtual selling environment. So as an example, most sellers are sitting just like this, centered in the frame. If you're watching the video right now, not the Audible podcast, but they, they're, they're doing something like this where they've got the you know, face right and they're centered right in the frame. Well, the problem is, is the play button is going to be right here, right over my face. So here's what we do. All we do is we lean to the left or we lean to the right. And what we're doing is, is we're putting that play button now right here. Right here. That's mm -hmm. it. We're putting it right between our hand, right between our face. And that's where we're doing it. So you, you start on the side of the frame. You could move. Absolutely. After, you you know, would move right but into it's the just frame. that first frame. That first frame that people will see that draws them in. Now, now you've got at least a smile. See, the problem is, is people are afraid to click on image images because they think that you're gonna, you know, blow up their computer. Now, I think we're well past that. Most spam filters figure all those things out, right? But, but, but the reality is, is we're scared to click. But if you see the smile, you begin to build trust. That smile is what gets you to click in to your video. And here's a stat for you, man. Statistics show that when sellers use one to two mediums of outreach, one to two, so let's just say phone and email, yeah. you have a 10% buyer engagement level. But right. add on just a third and a, or a fourth, a third or a fourth, three to four. So let's just say social touch, video, buyer engagement increases by 400% to a 40% engagement rate. Now wow. that study was published by Zant, um, and Zant is one of the you know, large providers of, of, of a sales cadence and messaging tool. And it's a phenomenal study because it really shows sellers that we cannot be one dimensional. Old school selling was phone, email. Modern selling includes an omni-channel approach to prospecting, social, yeah. video, direct mail, text, right? phone and email, virtual events, live events, those types of things. And that's what a modern seller is all about today is a modern seller truly understands how to leverage the omni-channel to engage with their buyer. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about that first 10 seconds, 15 seconds to catch people's attention, to get them to watch your video all the way through. What sort of tips and tricks do you have for all the sales hustlers that are maybe struggling with video or want to get started with video or sales leaders that don't know how to train people on video or teach or give feedback on video for their sellers? What, what's a tip that you can give them to, to really catch that attention in the first you know 10 to 15 seconds to get people to watch the video all the way through, which we know really try to keep it a minute or less or anything over that, you know, at least in the initial outreach is too long. So what can they do to stand so, out? So I gave you three already. Number one, I said, keep it under a minute or less. When you send that yeah. message to the buyer, you say, Hey, Colin, uh, I prepared this 59 second video for you. Click the link below, right? So right. that they know it's going to only take 59 seconds. Now that's the mental expectation that I'm going to walk into this and I'm going to allocate 59 seconds and I'm totally okay with that. Right? So that's the, I gave you that tip already. The second tip I gave you already was uh, make sure that you have the right tool that allows you to include landing pages and content that you can um, drive the eyeballs from looking at you on the video to looking down on the screen while they're hearing what it is that you're saying on the same page, landing page. Mm -hmm. The third tip I gave you is that Giphy image. Make sure you make that Giphy image and you bring that person in. 
with a smile. So make sure that play button is not sitting on your face, that you're off-centered and you come back into yep. the frame just like that. So that's going to get them to, to come on in. The, the next uh, few seconds, once they're inside there, is that hyper-personalization. And that's where we go into what's called the PVC sales method. I talked about the okay. C earlier. So the P is that personalization. It might look something like this. <clears throat> uh, uh, so if I'm, let's just pretend I'm prospecting to you as an example, okay? Okay. And uh, I might say, hey, Colin, hey, listen, man, the Sales Hustle podcast absolutely loved your show with John Smith. Now, the reason why I'm reaching out, now that personalization just brought you in because it's like you showing me that you know me as a buyer. Yep. Know thy buyer. The next piece is, though, personalization does not necessarily uh, – you may not necessarily, excuse me, be able to personalize to the individual. Maybe there's nothing there. Maybe they're an HR person and they got nothing on social. You can't pull them. So now you personalize to the buyer persona, and it might look something like this. Pretending that you were a sales VP, Colin, it might say something like, hey, Colin, uh, generally when I reach out to sales vice presidents – now I'm acknowledging that you're a sales VP as an example – they have two common problems. Problem number one, they're trying to create more sales conversations. And problem number two, they need to build um, uh, their, their sales pipeline. Now, that was in the first 15 seconds. And immediately as a listener, I'm going to say one of two things. Either I have those two problems or I don't. I'm going to say yes and no, 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 or yes and yes. Those are all my three. Yeah. My, 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 I say one of two, three things, one of three things. If I say yes to any one of those things, what does the mind now tell me to do? I'm interested. I'm going to watch this all the way through. There you go. And and voila, you keep going. So articulate the business problem up front uh, to your buyer. Uh, so understand personalization to the individual, personalization to the buyer persona when you can't personalize to the individual. That's the P in the PVC. The V is bring value. So I might uh, do this on the on the script. I might say, uh, um, um, uh, sorry, after I just went through my script, two problems. Directly below is an article that says that talks about five ways you and your sellers can produce sales pipeline right now with the use of video. I'd like for you to take a look at that. The second item is a webinar. I'd encourage you to be able to share this with your sellers. Watch it over your next team meeting. It's only 45 minutes, but it's going to give you six things that you can do right now on social media that will start creating and booking more appointments. All right. Now that's the value that I just brought to the conversation. Mm. Now the C might be after having watched this video, if you have one of these two problems, Hey, let me know, click the reply button and say, yes, I have these problems and you'd like to solve them. That's a call to action using an engagement question. Or I might go for the close and I might say, if you do have any of these problems, directly below is a link. It's my calendar link. Why don't you and I, to avoid uh, email scheduling volleyball, schedule a discussion where we can help you solve these two problems or discuss how we can solve these two problems? Right? So that's integrating the messaging into the PVC. And Colin, if, you, yeah. if anybody who's listening missed this, no problemo. We just launched a brand new spanking sales uh, productivity and messaging tool to the marketplace, and it's called Fly Message, F-L-Y-M-S-G. Uh, if you also did Fly Message as an M-E-S-S-A-G-E, 
um, it still goes to the same spot. So flymessage.io, flymessage.io. Type that in and download the Chrome uh, browser. There's a cold template that goes over the PV, that has the PVC all built in that you just need to fill in and use over and over and over again. So flymessage.io. We will will include that in the show notes. Mario, thanks so much for coming on today. Tons of value about video prospecting for all the sales hustlers looking to up their game on video or start using video if they're not. If they're not, I don't know why they're not. Now is the time to get started. And we're going to include tons of resources in the show notes from Mario and his team if you need to find out more or learn more about what they do. Mario, what do you, uh, any closing thoughts? What do you have? What should we include in the show notes for all the sales hustlers? So, PVC sales method dot com flymessage.io and certainly feel free to uh, uh connect with me on linkedin for all the the listeners but make sure you put in the personalized connection request that you heard me with colin on the sales hustle podcast or better yet send you a video ah that'll work too <laughs> all right if you're listening to the podcast please subscribe write us a review share with your friends and we're listening for your feedback Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.